and we got fresh off of her victory the the long-awaited redemption super meet 76 kilo american champion jasmine penn and i say super meet correct me if i'm wrong you went nine for nine did you not Yes, I did. Talk about redemption here. This was a bit of <laughs> <laughs> this was it was it was it's been a wild ride, hasn't it? You ain't joking. <laughs> I mean, how did you feel? Um, well, first off, yeah, we'll talk about raw nuts, then we could back it up with a bit of the wild ride, but it has been really nutso for you from lockdown to um, I seen you doing some creative training it around the house to, um, I mean, obviously a new weight class coming in and, uh, and you've been in a couple different weight classes, but this one's new and we didn't know what to expect right up until like the drama right up until lifting the, the prohibitive favorite in terms of what everyone was picking mellow pulls out and it's like, Oh my God. And, um, we never got to see that happen, but I don't know. There's some people who may, maybe they would, I don't know what everyone was expecting. I'll get your intake on it and your impact on like hearing that and you're preparing for things. And then everyone's hoping you have a good meet and you go nine for nine, post a monster total, you know, what the biggest total you've ever posted. And it's that shot across the bow, as they say, to let all 76s know I'm here, you know, <laughs> I'm here now. So, um, Let's 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 pick it up at maybe the US Raw Nats, then we'll go back. We'll go backwards a little bit. Or should we start backwards a little bit to let people know why this was so special? Hey, it's your podcast. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You know what? Let's back it up a stitch because I, I do want people to recognize why this meant so much. Um, so two th it's also ironic too. Like your story is phenomenal because we're going back to Sweden for the world championships. And I know Sweden's tough, but at least we know how the story ends so we could talk about Sweden, right? So Sweden 2019, the last time we were in Sweden, the last time we had a world championships, you were representing US as a 63 kilo junior. And um, it stung because uh, you hit all your squats, but the judges called you on depth. And it was, go ahead. <laughs> It was first of all, it was perfectly nine degrees, and there was sitting 20 feet in front of us. So that just didn't make sense to me. Everyone commented saying that why are they so far away? And people were taking pictures at every different angle, saying that's literally perfect. Some of them even said that's way below. Maybe the first squad, that's a little iffy, but this last two was no, no denying that there was perfect. And then we even tried to like try to flip it but they were like no go away mm. like and that was just hurt us like we couldn't even have a a voice to say hey what's going on they we couldn't even try to review it so that didn't even give us a chance to even even do that and all that money i spent going to sweden and that came get a freaking total that hurt really bad so even our people from different countries were even saying i don't know what they were saying but i'm pretty sure they were like that was perfect so and you were you were the heavy favorite for that i remember going and people were like this is pence you know um so that's why it wasn't just like you were an also ran in the fact that like okay if, if you do well you're gonna be in the top five which is phenomenal at worlds but you were this was yours to lose and 
you would have liked to, if you're going to lose, lose it because someone out totals you, not on technicalities, which is tough. And how old were you at the time? I mean, you were young. You still are young, but. I was 22 going on 23. That's a tough one. It's a tough pill to swallow. Arian, were you the, were you coaching her at the time doing handling? No, it was, uh, Haney was the sub junior and junior team coach. I was the open coach. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. It was a tough one, man. And then, like you said, um, when you fly out there and you spend that money and did you have family and everyone and people go as well? No, it was just only me and Michael. Okay. Yeah. And Michael, you guys were together at the time. Yeah, we were still together. Okay. Uh, yeah, because Mike, uh, he ended up winning the junior worlds and, um, it would have been like, it would have been a phenomenal story if you guys both win together. And that's the thing we're like, it's life doesn't go as planned and that's fine because we all know your guys' stories. It's up and downs. I, I don't got to tell you, you and Michael, right? You've, you've, you're veterans of the game now, but, um, the story, when you go in there and you're thinking like, if we both win junior worlds together, et cetera. Right. Um, but it sets up a good redemption story, which you're, in the middle of right now. So you come back from Sweden um, and decide, I'm just gonna pull up the uh, the results here. So Sweden, obviously summer of 2019, and that was um, your final as a, as a 63 and decide to move into the 72 kilo class, but you never actually filled out 72 kilo, which, uh, so you decided I'm no longer cutting. And do you think that felt, how did that feel? traveling and what and weight cutting and whatnot did that mess you up at all it did mess me up like i you already heard last uh when i was last last time i here eating 1200 calories like <laughs> and then <laughs> i was dying so i was like me and my brother said we're going up a weight class i just i couldn't handle it. i was looking like a skeleton i couldn't do it so uh, we decided to go up in which when i competed in 2019 at Nationals. I was I was in the perfect in between. I didn't have to wait water cut or anything. So we decided to go up to 72 and I was comfortable. I wasn't struggling and water cutting and barely eating anything. So we decided to go up. And then nationals happened. And then that, oh my God. Okay, let's talk about it. But um so as a 63 though, just to remind people, because the last time you're on the podcast was has been a hot minute. Um, so you were only eating 1,300 calories a day. Yes. Because that's crazy. <laughs> that is, is crazy low. Yeah, we I gradually went down from 2,000 1,300, but the last, the lowest was 1,300, 1, but it was, it was nasty stuff, but I, I got it. I did it, but it was hard. <laughs> like Michael eating a whole burger, I mean, some nasty ass salad with no dressing. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's a toughie. That's tough because, yeah, Michael didn't have to cut for a while there. Um, yeah, so you come back. You decide we're going 72. So for the U.S. Raw Nationals, you came in at 70 kilos. So you were a comfortable. There's no discussion on having to cut anything. And you feel like a million bucks. Definitely. So as it's unfolding, anyone who was who unsure, let's replay the story here because – and this is this this is the uh, it's further on the redemption story though so it's all good. So in the US Raw Nationals you uh you miss your first on you miss your first squat. Now was that on depth do you remember? Yeah, it was on depth and then I went just asked to grass the last two and they gave it to me so and buried these with no question. <laughs> buried these like they owed you money. 
<laughs> and uh, and didn't, didn't miss another lift. And it came down right to the final deadlift. And that's when controversy rates. Now you're going against Chloe Dublin, who also was in Sweden, um, phenomenal lifter. And we all know, and she's uh, like, she's, she's a peach. She's, she's awesome too. Um, so it's nothing to do with her, but these are, these are the judges calls, right? And sometimes they're controversial calls, which unfortunately you were on the receiving end of, of some, some controversial calls. So what happened there? So um, I was doing my, my third day of Michael, we called it perfectly. We did it. And then after I was hoping I got three whites or even two whites, I didn't. And so Michael went to the jury and, and they were like, hey, what's going on? They didn't even want to replay it, but one of the judges like, let's just go and replay it. And they did. I was about to go do my drug test. Um, Tina came to me and said, uh, they gave it to you. And I was just excited, like, dog, excited. And then I went up to the drug test, happy as all I can be, whatever, about to fill out my information. Got a call from Michael. And I'm excited. Let's get lit. Let's get lit. And Michael's like, what? <laughs> and then Michael's like, where you at? And I'm like, <laughs> Oh, no. um, and Michael was like, and I was like, something right. He, he didn't even act excited. He's like, where you at? And I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I'm upstairs on this floor getting a drug test, whatever. And I'm like, man, I'm so excited. Give it to me. I'll be there in a second. Oh my oh, God. No. <laughs> so when, I, when he went up there, right? I'm like talking to this one girl, like, oh my God, it's a full of information. Michael even told me in the whole elevator ride, right? he was like, he was pacing back and forth, like, how am I supposed to tell her? How am I gonna tell this girl? How am I gonna tell her? So he um, came to me, I could see in his face something wrong. Something's wrong. I was like, what's wrong? What's wrong? He, it took him so long to say, they didn't give it to you. And I'm like, what do you mean? They overturned it. They overturned it back. Holy smokes, unprecedented. And then when I tell you, <laughs> I was so hurt. And Michael trying to tap my shoulder said, it's okay. No, give me five feet. Give me, give me my arm length. I need some room right now. Cause you're going to get a little hook right now. If you don't get away from me. <laughs> like, I'm like, I was like so mad. I couldn't even fill out my information when it came to the drug test. I was like, my God, do all that. I was so mad. Went downstairs. When, when I don't talk, that's the issue. I was not going to nobody. People were like, good job, good job. I didn't even look at him, sat down. I even want to take the medal. I was so pissed off. So yeah. um, it wasn't just because they didn't give it to me. It just they overturned it and then they reversed it, which made me like, wow, they really have the power to do that. They just wow. literally took the gold medal from me. So that hurt me so bad. And I've been hearing so many rumors, which probably isn't true, that they wanted a new face for 72s. They wanted the, the college girl to win. I'm like, whatever. But it is it's whatever. People were saying, it's Chloe's fault. Why? How? It's the judges. Yeah. So me and, me and Chloe had no issue going on. We were all cool right now. But that was hard. And when I tell you these past two years, the girl was on it. I was like, I ain't about to get called for debt, get called for uh doggone uh locking out. Me, Michael made sure for this meet. So yeah, that's what happened. <laughs> Two years. Okay, so that helps set up. Oh, well, first off, Ivian, do you know about how the jury process works, real quick, for people listening? If yeah, I mean, could... I yeah, I mean, I I didn't know that that part of the story, so that's interesting. Uh, addition to the story, but 
Yeah, I mean, if there's a two-to-one call either direction, then you can go to the jury and protest the call and say, hey, I don't agree with referees on this. Then the jury will sometimes go and talk to the referees and ask, hey, what you see, what you call. Then the jury will deliberate, and it has to be unanimous decision. So if it's a three-person jury or a five-person jury, every member has to agree to overturn it. So I don't know what the situation was and who made the decision, whether they just all three maybe decide to overturn it and then decide back or what, what it was. Um, but that's the standard method. So if you, so you need, if you get three reds, you can't approach a jury, but if you get one white out of three, it's a failed lift, but you can at least protest it. Yeah. And same thing the other way, if it's two whites and one red, then a coach from another team could always come and protest and say that, Oh, it shouldn't have been a, a good lift. Gotcha. And to do that, um, to protest someone else's lift at the national level, do you have to pay something? When we protest our, our own lifters calls, that there's no, there's no uh, thing other than just going over there and just saying you're protesting a call. If you're protesting another lifter, then typically you do have to put money down. The idea being that they don't want coaches to come and just protest every single lifter on every single call. So if they believe that it was a frivolous protest that you're doing, then they'll keep your money whether it was um, doesn't matter about the decision. If it wasn't frivolous and I think it was like a, a realistic protest that you're doing again, if it doesn't matter what the decision is, they'll still give you your money back. And that's at nationals as well. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Thank you. Kind sir. So, all right. So here we go again. And at this point, when this happens to you, um, I mean, it, at the very least they give you a total, but it, I think it's, and, and a medal. The problem is if it would have happened on the platform, you probably like, all right. I mean, I disagree with it, but it's an entirely different scenario when they actually, when you get told you just won the nationals. Now you're thinking you're going back to the world championships. I mean, that's a whole nother. It's, 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 it's way tougher. Is it not? It is. It, 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 it how did you feel? Cause I saw pictures of you, you posted these pictures saying like about redemption and it showed picture you walking off the platform, crying a couple of times And very few people this early on are juniors getting tested at this level when it's nationals and world championships on the line. And you aren't, again, you're not just in the top five, which is still phenomenal. You are always in the mix for a gold medal. And it's always with the biggest gold medal that it, this happens. Yeah, I'm shocked too. I'm shocked. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? You, I know it's not the same people as Sweden, so it can't be. It can't be just the refs. This has got to be some badass luck, man. What is going on right now? I know. Like, I was not expecting to be only being a game for what almost five years and already be up there because some people who be doing it for ten years still ain't in the top five yet. Right. So that's just like look and well of course like training and good genes and all that but other than that it I'm just happy to actually get up there and actually have great coaches and people to support me to get up there because if I didn't have Michael girl would not be in powerlifting right now so (laughs) (laughs) yeah how much is it how how much does it help to have each other when um when you both because you both have faced adversity yes (laughs) yes I mean, it's, it's weird. Like I've been in relationships in powerlifting where if the other person doesn't know, and you're trying to explain, it's hard to translate because you're just, they're like, you're just lifting weights. It's, you know, you still did well, you got a medal, whatever, but you and Michael went through adversity very young, 
both you guys are young tasting a lot of experience because like you said, sometimes it takes a while to get to these top ends, right? And you and Michael as juniors were in the open battling for medals and the pressure that both of you guys would feel, it came at the same time. And then around the same time, you have both tasted like Michael, obviously the same situation against Atwood at US Raw Nats. And, um, you know, how have you guys had those talks together, those heart to hearts, or do you, is, does it sometimes get too much where we need a little separation? Is Michael there, by the way? Is this weird? Oh, no, no, no. Oh, okay. no, no. He's he gone. Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, is it weird we're talking about him and he's in the room? I'll be that... like, he's right here. Yeah, I know. <laughs> It'd be awkward. It's like awkward when you're a kid and your parents are talking about you. It's like, holy well, shit, this is awkward. But um, is, is it, do you think, uh, is it sometimes too close to home if you're both there at the same time going through it and you need separation or is it, you know, how does it feel? Well, um, we have, we um, came to agreement, like we need to show up and show out because of course we're younger compared to these people who've been world so many times and national so many times. We want to actually say, we're not just kids. We've been working hard to get where you're at. So we're, that's our motivation to like, we're not just here just because we're out of love. We train our asses off to get here. And um, yeah, like we have a lot of like people that we're inspired by that we're going against or we're competing with. And we're like, like, it's really cool. So that's what I'm happy about. We, we don't need no separation. Like we damn well live an hour and 45 minutes from each other. So oh, like, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. We don't live with each other. I see them well, once every couple of months. So separation <laughs> you know but i forgot that was the case last time so i forgot i wasn't sure if things might have changed but that's right you guys don't okay gotcha yeah so other than that we he still communicates with me when um with texting and calling of how i send my videos and what we're supposed to do he gives me a training block he does like i'm like his regular athlete but i'm free i don't be paying so <laughs> but yeah does he do your nutrition or does marcellus do your nutrition um shoot nutrition well um, when you were cutting down to 63s at least back then oh oh yeah marcellus was my nutrition but michael he's a nutrition but not a nutrition that makes sense he's just saying you need to watch your weight and do this <laughs> and he's he's not like that guru but yeah so does so marcellus who does your programming does michael or marcellus or how does it work Michael does my powerlifting um, programming and Marcel's was a nutrition. So I like got on like my fitness pal and put in my weight and send it to him and my pictures of like my body of like the transformation when I was going to 63, he did that. And, and Michael did the powerlifting. So I had two people in my ear. So. <laughs> it's, you know what? I don't know how, like if you're going to cut, um, it's, it's a lot to do. Like I had to use my fitness pal as well in I swear, I, was, I mean, we just had Russell on here previously, like like yesterday, and um, we were talking about, I was saying, like, if I don't track macros or whatnot, man, I could throw on weight, like, whoa. Like, I got to be careful, man, like, if I'm not paying attention. Um, so if I got a weight class that I got to hit, I got to be on it. And uh, how much different was it? Like, when you heard in the interim, some point last year when you heard that it's going to open up to uh, 76, were you tinkering with the idea of a 69 or a 76? Did you know which way you wanted to go? Were you like, I am done with cutting? Like what went into that decision? 
I, me and Michael, well, definitely Michael wants me to go as a 69 because I'm, I'll be that person. No one could touch me as a 69, but I didn't want to cut. Yeah. I was so lazy. I, I like, it wasn't lazy. It's just the commitment and the water cutting. It was too much. And when I started, when I was cutting, I was maybe like 170. So I was like a couple of pounds away from, from um, um, 76. So I was like, but I, I was um, going to do a 69 next nationals, but I'm like, how am I stick to the 76s? Cause I'm kind of good at this area right here. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, um, that was our, um, thing we're going to do, but I decided I'm going to 76 because I didn't want to cut no more. And then we were what three months out, three months out of the time. And I didn't, I didn't want to take that risk again. Cause I already missed weight two or three times at some meets. And I didn't want that to happen again, especially at nationals. So, mm-hmm. And um, COVID hit. We'll talk about that's a good segue, but I'll pass up that segue to this nationals, but I'll let that one pass for a second. Cause I want to talk about the COVID times. You had some interesting training blocks in your, <laughs> around the house. And you were saying like, look at, I had two years. I've been waiting for redemption and nothing was going to stop me. So COVID hits and uh, gyms closed down, lockdown happens. You were like, the hell am I taking time off? And you at, you were out there getting it. It was like either the most crazy, uh, you know, landscaping I've ever seen or what? It was creative. Let's talk about this. Cause I seen your videos like a, holy shit, Jasmine's not taking time off. Like you were getting creative. So what happened there? Uh, did your gym shut down and then this, these workouts started? Yeah, my all the gyms I go to were shut down and I couldn't do anything. And then I and I got uh, my parents made a decision. It was like, you going to because my friend, he had a um, equipment at his house so I can work out there. But my parents were like, go. If you go there, you can't come back home because they were too scared about COVID and which I understood. I understood. Yeah. So of course I had to respect their decision and be like, well, I'm living at the house until I like get my career, get my place and all that. So I had no choice. Like girl ain't got no money. Yeah. So like, I was like, so I was like, I need to do something because I was going to do a meet at the time, but COVID hit. So I was like, I got to keep my muscle going. I can't just be sitting here getting fat. So I was like, I got to do something. So I went outside, I, I saw a bucket with some wood and I did some post that first. And then one day me and my family were out on the way on the four-wheelers and my and I was like man I wonder if I can pull that four-wheeler right now and my dad was like do it and I was like all right so my dad started to record me and I just started pulling the four-wheeler and I was like wow this is this is cool so I kept doing <laughs> so I kept doing it and then my dad recorded me and I was like oh my god this is cool so my dad was like you should post this on Instagram people will love this I'm like man people don't care about no country workouts and I'm like gosh do workouts so I decided to put that and then, uh, and then after that, I just started looking around the house and be like, what can I do next? What can I do next? My dad, of course, helped me find some things. And when I tell you, me and my dad, a country, like I was not expecting to be like all oh, country workouts to, to blow up like that. I thought it was going to be stupid. And um, my, fa- my favorite one was uh, season two when I was bench pressing cinder blocks. That was so creative. Yeah. Like my dad cut down, my dad cut down some trees and then shaved them, and then we put it in the box. And I was like, "Well, here we go." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I got COVID at the time, so I couldn't leave the house. So I was like, 
I had to do something and I couldn't go to the gym or anything. So I was like, shoot, season two, here we go. So I was like, so it was very interesting. I wasn't expecting it to blow up. I was expecting it to be some stupid, silly people to laugh. People were like, what? Like even someone hit me up on like, trying to get me to do like a TV show or something like country workout girl. It was something like America's Got Talent, some shit. Oh, okay. Yeah, like I'm, like, I'm, like I'm dead serious. Like Michael, Michael like knows people that saw my Instagram. They were like, this girl needs to come on this show. And I'm like, all right. So, and I was wanted to, but since I was in school, it didn't work out. The show didn't even happen, I believe. Okay. But I was like, I was down for it. But um, yeah, it was really cool. And then I'm, and I did winter edition that for <laughs> snow is hard. Like I never knew snow was hard to be shoveling and all that. Like, and yeah. I was thinking about doing a season three, but I'm like, I don't know yet. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff to do outside anyway. So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're going to see. Um, could you get like a decent workout with it? Like I could picture if you have like a four wheeler that you're pulling arm over arm towards you, like you have to brace the core, you know, and if you're pushing, I think you're pushing it too. Like in terms, people do like loaded sled pushing. I've done some, some stuff like this at the gym being like, what does this feel like? And you load a sled and push in glutes, hams, core, like you tighten your abs to push. And holy freaking smokes, man. You don't pace yourself. You can feel like you're going to throw up. Um, and that's like a sled on there. So if you do it on gravel, if you do it on grass, it all depends, right? But how much of a, do you feel like it kept you in shape? Well, it didn't keep me like as in shape compared to lifting what uh, 175 kilograms on the back. But yeah. it kept me still moving around, like burning some calories or something. Yeah. I did maybe pull in the tractor, maybe like, what, five or six times, and then another country workout I did, I did a couple of times. Like, I kept doing something to keep me active because I can't just sit in the house doing nothing all day and get fat, so I had to do something. And it was hot as hell outside, so I was definitely burning calories. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just, I actually made an actual, like, three sets of 10 with this and two sets of five with this. I kept going. Oh, I had my own little program. I was like, hey, anyone wants to buy my program? (laughs) (laughs) No kidding. You even had sets in the whole nine. I think like mentally it'll help you get through too. As long as like mentally you don't feel like you're regressing too much. Mentally you're like, I'm doing something. I'm working towards my goal. Like even, and I'm sure it had to do, like your muscles will appreciate and stick around longer. It doesn't take a lot. I think Lane Norton actually made a post saying, Studies show building muscle takes quite a bit, but maintaining doesn't take as much as you think. Uh, This is when the pandemic first hits. And he's like, kind of like you were saying, stay active. You might not get the same workouts you did in the gym, but I forget the study he had posted exactly. So I won't try quoting it, but it was something to the effect of as long as you're active, you won't, it's really actually hard to lose muscle mass. Your body will retain that muscle mass. So you just got to do something. So if you got like what you did, like, you know, the country workouts, you won't regress that far. You know, you're, you won't make huge progress, but you're, you're all right. And then mentally, okay, we're working. We're, we're not just sitting around. Like you said, I'm outside. It's not the worst thing. That's for sure. Um, and how did, how badly did COVID hit you? Was it a bad one or was it just. No, it wasn't bad. I mean, I felt like I had allergies. Like I was, I was congested a lot. My dad, um, he he's working in the medical field, so he came in. He had COVID, and then I was like, "Let me go and get tested." So I got tested, and I had COVID, and everyone in my house had COVID, so we couldn't leave. And then, mm. and then it went away. 
So it, I did a meet when I was at 84, like yeah. right when I finished COVID, like right when after I was done with COVID. So, and during that time when I finished COVID, I got hurt very badly on my back. So I, yeah, so that, that was, that was terrible. It was, it was a really bad section right there in my life. So <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. You say, I know what you mean when you quotation marks 84, but you were really 72.2. So you're, I mean, still 72, but um, yeah, forever underneath these weight classes, but yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a tough stretch. So leading into this, when, when you hear about, um, there's going to be a 69 kilo class, 76 kilo class, and you're mulling it over and you're like, okay. And this is, this is a brave decision. Cause you're deciding if I go 69, I mean, Chandler Babb is no joke. Um, but neither Jasmine Penn. So, so right. And we know what you're capable of. So you're looking at Chandler Babb's previous totals and whatnot. You're thinking, man, this is looking good. But Daniela Mello announces she's going 76 and, um, Previously at 84, she had some monster totals, but 76 to 84 is eight kilo. That's a substantial drop. You know, eight kilo is like, what is that? That's 16 pounds, 17, no, 17, 17. 18 pounds. 17, 18 pounds, you are a different human being. Um, you cut 18 pounds of your body away. So it was a bit of a question mark, right? How these, How this might go. So when you heard that, were you thinking, we're going to be battling out with Daniela Mello? No, I thought I'm going to get second place. I, I wasn't even thinking I was going to win, honestly, because that's freaking Danny Mello. Like, Danny Mello, me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was not expecting. I was like, I'm getting second. I told Dan, I'm getting second. I told her straight up, like, there would be a miracle. Miracle if I got first. Like, so, and then, of course, it would be a good competition, but also... When she did that big drop, that's you're losing muscle, you're losing all types of everything. Because I dropped from a from when I was 170 to 138, that was a substantial drop. So I know how she's feeling, especially like um, she was like a, like I don't know how much she was over, but she was spitting all the time, water cutting everything. I bet she would feel like shit if she would have um even made weight. Like I don't even know if she'd have hit her total like that she wanted to. So. I, when I heard that, I was like, damn it. Well, I'm getting second, <laughs> but it's, it's whatever. I'm, I was, I was actually happy to go against her because like, it'll be great competition. I'm not saying that the other girls won competition at all. I'm not saying that. I'm saying like, it's against Danny Mello. She was like my idol when I first started and I'm going against this one. Yeah. So, but when she, huh? Oh, sorry. You go ahead. You go ahead. Uh, oh, like, like when she didn't make it, I was just like, what people were even saying that Jasmine, you're gonna win. I'm like, I don't care if I win. What's happened to Danny? <laughs> like, I was like shocked and trying to text Danny, where are you? Like, if she didn't text him back because of course she was very hurt, but I was just checking on her. But Michael was like, We gotta get down to business, we gotta get these nine for nine totals. So yeah. Um, so did you did you see her at the venue? No, she, well, before we competed the day before, yes. But the day of, she didn't come to the venue. I saw her like afterwards, like we talked for a little bit, but other than that, that was it. And um, was it day before, like you, did you see her spitting in a cup trying to lose body weight or whatever? Yeah, like I mean, the entire day. Like oh. it, was a, it, was, it was a couple of, day, couple of days before 
then I saw her the day before. Then the day of, I didn't see her. And uh-huh. then she was water loading. Like she had her huge ass gallon and just chug it. And uh, and she was trying to chew gum and spit. Oh my God. I feel so sorry for this girl. Like I, I was like, oh, she's going through right now. It's good to hear this only because um, some people were wondering. Like you, you, you hear she didn't show up to weigh-ins and people are wondering like, was she trying to cut? What's the story? There wasn't a lot of, um, you know, updates. She wasn't, which like, well, no, that's her choice. She doesn't have to update nobody. She, you're, you're doing, especially when you're going through, when you're going through hell, sometimes you're like, I don't feel like going on social media to let people know how things are going. Um, yeah. It's, it's tough. So for you to be like, nah, I seen her cutting and she was doing her best to make it is good she- confirmation. She really was. And I actually, she looked slimmer. Like she looks like smaller than her when I first, like when I first saw her, but she looked like she was struggling slim, like the, like the struggle in her face. Like I was like, this girl's going through it. I didn't know how much she was over. It wasn't my, um, it wasn't my time to actually ask her how much are you over? Cause it's none of my business. That's her. I yeah. low-key wanted to ask her, but it wasn't. I, I totally understand that where you're like, Hey, well, it's tough because you have actually felt that you've been there before and you know what it's like. And, um, and you're right. There's, there is a point too, where you might actually, you hit it, but you're not the, you're going to necessarily be the same. And not only is your strength not the same, but how you feel under that bar is different. Like you're not going to feel you're, you're a smaller human being, 20 pounds smaller. So getting under the bar for bench, getting under the bar for squats, like what did you feel impacted the most out of the three lifts um, when you were doing your cutting? Um, I believe maybe the deadlifts actually helped me. I feel more stronger when I'm smaller with my deadlifts. I have more like hinge of when I'm deadlifting. That's like my strongest suit when I'm smaller. When I'm bigger, I can't hinge a lot. But in uh, squatting, I'm big. Uh, when I'm bigger, I have I'm my strongest. Like I have my thighs to work and everything. So it's just like a 50 50 thing. I have to choose. So when Glass 76s came, because that's I'm like slim, but still kind of like thick at the same time. So <laughs> <laughs> slim, but thick at the same time. It, it worked out perfectly. You found, do you feel like, I want to ask you this, but do you like obviously you had the best, immediately had super, super meat nine for nine? a monster total. So maybe this is a bit of a loaded question, but do you feel like this is where I should have been the entire time? This is my home. Yeah, I believe, I believe that that's, this is the, like, I'm comfortable here. I don't have to cut severely no more. I don't have to struggle to lose so much weight and eat 1300 calories again. I was, I'm good. I think this is, I'm glad they changed it, which it kind of does suck because 72 is like, was, was fun. But now I'm like, I'm like, I like 76 is way more. So. So when you, when you started your day in area, and if I'm uh if you want to jump in, sorry, dude, I know sometimes I keep, I start rolling and um, so feel free, sir, raise your hand and be like, sir, I feel like jumping in here for a second. Um, but when you're doing this, is, is Michael the one that's handling you? Yes. He's the only one who is my coach handler. He is the only guy, unless Michael is competing at the same time as me, another person, which only Marcellus is the only person who other handle me. Or oh, unless if it's USA or if Arian or um, uh, someone else is going to do it, then yeah. But yeah. anyone else, no. 
which um, is going to be the case soon enough, huh? <laughs> but we'll, 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 get, we'll get there in a minute. But uh, yeah, we'll talk about Sweden Redemption in a minute. So for anyone listening, that was your two years leading into this, where you're telling yourself, I don't think so. So the night before, you think it's mellow, right? You don't find out till the day of. So the night before, when you go to sleep, you're thinking, I'm going to fight for a second, maybe get an alternate spot on Sweden. Are you even thinking about the world championships when you go to bed the night before? Well, honestly, I wasn't even thinking about going to work. I thought I was still in Belarus. Mm. I, I was, well, of course I knew that uh, Sweden was changed, but I was like, I'm not going to Wales this year because first of all, they don't like us in Belarus right now. And and then um, too much going on with COVID and everything. And I was, it wasn't the time. But then they said Sweden. I was like, oh, yeah, Sweden, cool. I like them. <laughs> yeah. So no, no offense to Belarus. I'm just, Sweden was, I, it was really nice there. So in my mind, when I first heard Danny say, I'm going to 76 I'm like, well, second place it is. I'll be alternates. Like if they change, I'll do it. But when I heard she, she's not coming, I was just like, what? Like, but still I had competition because the second place girl, she um was right there on my tail. Dana but McNeil, I still, yeah. Yeah. She she got a monster deadlift, like monster. Like I was like, damn, I need to catch up with her. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, but but I, I got her in squat and bench, but she's a really cool girl, but damn, she a tall, slim girl who got five hundred and I don't know how many pounds, but it was a lot. <laughs> it was yeah, yeah. Uh, 100%. She hit. Okay. So I don't want to skip along too far, but so you, you go to sleep thinking silver and maybe an alternate, you wake up thinking, holy shit, this could be mine. It could be mine, but I have a battle to have. So all of a sudden you could be going back to Sweden and have an opportunity to right a wrong, but first you have to write the wrong of raw nationals. So it's almost like you're redoing these past wrongs that happened to you and you have an opportunity to rewrite history, correct these and be like, now I could put these to bed, exercise these demons. So you start off, Michael's, Michael's got you. And like you said, yeah, you, you cut ahead pretty nicely in the squats. You go three for three, but so does Dana, but she's a little bit behind by 10 kilo. Um, you start pulling ahead again, three for three once more in the bench press and she misses her last bench press and she's a good chunk behind on bench, starting to fall behind a little bit. Are you looking and keeping pace to where you're at versus like Dana, Maria, Autumn, and the rest of them? Nope. Um, <laughs> Michael is the only one who looks at the scoreboard. I don't look at that because Michael, he's going to be like, he's because he, he knows I'm going to be like, what's going on? What's going on? And I'm not going to be focusing on trying to relax and focus on my lift. So he tells me, stay from the scoreboard. You stay over there, drink your water, and listen to your music, and I'll handle this, which I completely agree on because I'm going to be that person that she's ahead of me. She's looking this much. And then, so I don't, I don't handle that at all. Honestly, we almost didn't even go through with deadlifts because my back was very like, uh-uh. So like, Aaron, you were back there, right? Did you see what was going on? No, I wasn't back there for that session. Oh, okay. So basically, if everyone's trying to figure out this, I've had so many DMs, but since, so my first day was 175 kilos. That is nothing to me. As everyone's in, that's nothing to me. When I was deadlifting, like the past couple of weeks, my back has been very, very tight and sore. Like, don't, like, it's been tight. So, 
when I even, I deadlift to like a red and two reds and then 330, right? When I deadlift to 330, my back popped. I mean, popped. Like that scare, like I'm crippled, pop. So oh. I dropped, I dropped the weight and went to all fours. Like, oh my God. Like I was scared. The paramedics came in and everything. Oh, wow. Holy yeah, like, smokes. Yeah, like uh, McNeil and everyone was around me. The SBD crew was around me like, are you okay? I'm like, I, I don't know. And then the paramedics came in and I was like, can you stand? I was like, yeah, I can stand. And then I was like, Michael, I'm not hurt. It's like that pain helped. I mean, that pop helped. Like it, it helped me like, release all that tension no like, shit, she got an adjustment <laughs> like, 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 like finally that. a break pardon the pun finally a break in your favor <laughs> pardon the pun though yeah so like whenever um i did that and michael was like can you do what's any five i was like pounds he's like no kilos and i was like Ugh. so he was like yeah i guess i can try so i went out there i deadlifted the whole blue and i was like Michael, I almost dropped the weight. I was like, I was like, I was like, oh wait, I'm in competition. You put that weight down slowly. And I told Michael, it's no pain. He's like, oh my God, we could be still be in this. So he was like, are you okay with making a 25 pound, 25 kilo jump? What? I don't know. No, he's like, Jasmine, look at me in my eyes. We got 30 seconds to put this weight in. We go put 25 kilos in. I was like, I was like, fuck you, let's do it. So I yeah, let's it. do it. <laughs> All good decisions are made by fuck it, let's do it. <laughs> so after a second to the whole flew again, I was like, I'm in this, I'm in this. So and he we went to go, it was what two uh, it was 212.5 kilos. I was deadlifting. And then we were like, Michael, my bag doesn't hurt. I'm feeling good. I'm high on pre-workout. I'm good. So and then my hair came down, so I was like, fuck my hair. I'm about to lift this shit. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. you see my hair is all in my face. So, and I went down there, and then I got the, I um, got the loop. I was like, oh, my God. And then I put it down, and then I saw two reds. I was like, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Not again. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, there's no way. This is what can't be happening to me right now. There's what? no way. Were you like honestly like thinking at that moment, not a fucking again? Like, did you did you almost because it's happened before? Were you thinking this isn't gonna go my way because it never went my way previously? No, I was like, this is gonna turn this time. I am not about. To, <laughs> I am not about to have this happen three times in a row. So I was like, Mike. So when Michael started two reds, Michael. Michael is a chill dude. I've never seen him so pissed off before. Like, we are not doing this again at the jury. At the jury. He was like, you gotta overturn this shit. <laughs> I was like, I was like. Michael is so <laughs> chill too, man. He's such a chill dude. Yeah. And then he um, so the um the jury over uh was looking at the video, and even the SBD crew with the video camera was like, here the video right here, you wanna see it. And so the Talk to all the um the uh the the command people whatever their names are yeah. they um they were like okay okay the jury came up to me and said we'll overturn it I was like I almost passed out I was like no bro and then the picture you saw me post was my face when they told me I was, oh, was like, that okay <laughs> yes. I was like yeah and I just started busting out crying. And then there was a picture of a me and a uh, Dana uh, hugging. I was just like ugly face crying, man. 
And then Michael, I was hugging Michael. Michael told me he even almost shed a tear. Michael don't cry first off. He don't cry. He almost, he shed a tear. He almost did, but he said he had to hold it in so bad. <laughs> Michael, let I, him out. Come on, man. Let him out. Let him out. He, he's like, I got to show my manliness. I can't cry. <laughs> so, yeah. So, after that, I was so happy. Oh, my God. Everyone was like, yeah. And everyone was saying, what? It was overturned. I'm like, it was overturned, guys. And, yeah. So that, my back was, first of all, was gone. I was trying to jump and celebrate, but I was like, my back, I'm sore. I can't jump, but I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. So other than that, that was about it. That was about it. So. Did you, did you though, oh, because remember last time it got overturned in your favor, then you go for a drug test. And then were you taking the drug test, like looking over your shoulder, like if anybody fucking approaches <laughs> right now, I swear to God, if Michael comes up those stairs right now, I would be like, no, 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 no. This, no, this is the fucked up thing with Michael that he tried to play, he tried to play me. So I'm all happy, whatever, whatever. And he touched my shoulder, Jasmine. I'm like, you gotta be fucking yeah. kidding. No. He was like, I'm kidding. I was like, oh my God, you have to get a right hook right now. Don't be doing the, the, the good thing about this time was that you were already in the lead after your second deadlift and Dana missed her third deadlift. Thank and God. I, I, I don't know how the timing was over there, but the way we saw because we were watching the live stream was that you missed your third and Dana tried to pull for the win and she missed and then they overturned your call. I was like, man, if, if she had pulled for the win and then they would have overturned your call afterwards, I was like, man, she would have been like, yo, this is some bullshit. <laughs> did you, did you, sorry, go ahead. I'll ask a question after you're done. Because like, um, I don't know if, if I would have not got that pull or they didn't overturn it. I don't know if she would have made that huge jump to get her to first place. I think she had to make that huge jump to get to first anyway. So even if I didn't get the lift and she would have made that huge jump, I would have still got first. But I still wanted that nine for nine. So it's it's a she ended up pulling 240 kilo. What is that in pounds? 528. 528 pounds. She's a she's a phenomenal lifter. Like hats off to her. You know, she'll have her day when the day comes, but she she's got a hell of a deadlift on her. That's what makes it so anxious. Like you were saying in the beginning when you're like, look at I knew, and you know, everybody leading in was thinking, oh my God, they mellow took a lot of attention. And um, when Mello pulls out, all of a sudden you're looking around, the dust settles. You're like, okay, I got to scrap for a national title and a national team spot. Who am I scrapping this out for? And somebody steps up. Like, you know, you see all those memes about the lifters who are trailing and trailing and trailing and then come out of nowhere with that freaking Thanos five stone glove deadlift where it's like how you like me now and this lady's pulling close to the mid fives for god's sake like it so if inspired you never know what somebody's capable of um yeah did, did you watch her did you watch her third deadlift attempt? Yeah. i was right beside her like <laughs> let's go oh were you oh. You know, I was really like that. I didn't want to be that person to be like, don't get it, don't get it. I, I didn't want to be that person. <laughs> I, I, I was like, I wanted to actually let her get it because like that was a huge pull. She was pulling for damn well 20 seconds. Yeah, like, it, was just, it was so interesting. Like it was like slow off the ground. Then she like hit another gear and she was going and she got to her knees. And then it was just like, yeah, just couldn't get the hips through. Yeah, and I was like, I, I, people were like, why are you saying go? I'm like, dude, this is, I'm, I'm trying to be a good sport. I'm not trying to be like, hopefully she don't get it. Hopefully, I'm, I really was actually like, let's go. I was screaming like, you better pull it. You better pull it. So, and honestly, I never knew 
who like I'm not I don't look on people's accounts to say what is she lifting or what is she doing or whatever. Maybe like the couple of days before I lifted, I actually checked her account or whenever you posted about um the I um, am with the, hashtags. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah, and I was like, who is that? And I was like, and I was like, Uh-oh. <laughs> and I was like, oh, oh, she lift five hundred. Oh, well, she got me in deadlifts. But um, yeah, so I was like. I'm, I'm, I was like, I didn't look through her whole page, or whatever. I'm not that person, but I was like, wow, like she's doing really good. And someone put me after her. I was like, well, she got me in deadlifts. I need to do, I need to go all at it with squats and bench. Right. But and then and then even and then of course Danny, everyone was like, Daniel get first. Even people DM me and said, I'm betting a hundred dollars on Danny and like nothing on you. What like I'm f- like, <laughs> I'm like. Like, excuse me? Yeah, like you're like, look it, I might bet on Danny too, but I don't throw it in my goddamn face. <laughs> you're exactly. like, look it. People even say you messed up my bracket. I'm like, how'd I mess it up? I don't you I made like I made weight. Like I wasn't even trying to what what <laughs> for the fantasy league are they talking about? You messed up my bracket. Exactly. And then oh, I no, and, and then people were like, I bet like twenty dollars for you. I'm like, why are you betting? Like you should assume that like you should usually be better first off. First off, you shouldn't yeah, be doing yeah, that. Right. But I was people even DM me, put it in my face saying, Oh, I'm going to I'm going for Danny. Oh, okay. Mm, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Holy smokes. That's good Ted's. Yeah, that fantasy league we started, uh, first off, got a crazy amount of people involved, like hundreds and hundreds of people jumped in this fantasy league. And um, yeah, like for a disclaimer, if the government's listening, we were not taking money. The, the money was on the side betting. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure people were were doing side bets amongst their friends. If I beat you on points or whatever the heck, uh, for sure. But it was, um, it, it got a lot of traction. And one thing that, at least with you, if there's a benefit on this, when everybody's looking Danny's way, it takes pressure off of you. She carried that pressure right up until the day of, and you didn't have to have pressure. Like you were going in there. It's almost alleviates, or you know what? Don't let me put words in your mouth. Let me phrase this as a question instead of a statement. Did it help walking in there thinking, like you said, I'm getting second. That's fine. I'm fighting for second. Let her carry all the expectations. Everyone's looking her way in terms of the fantasy league. Everyone's picking her. She's carrying the stress. I'm walking in there thinking good. I'll, I'll fight for second. And then the day of she pulls off and you're like, all right, now it's my possibility to take first. And I didn't have to handle that. I didn't have to deal with the, like going into Sweden, I was saying you were the heavy metal favorite. You know, it's a total different situation. How did it feel that way? It felt really, it felt actually like relieved to not have a lot of pressure, but I was always still trying to maybe get at least first or a close enough total. Cause like I said, even if she made way, she would have felt like straight shit, like terrible. But hey, she could have handled it way better than I did when I was cutting. But I, I thought I felt like a lot of pressure um, get released. But I bet you when I was like, oh, Jasmine will get first. I bet you Dana was like, yeah, I need to catch up with her. I might need to get first because I'm right there to her. So, and it has off the good. She did great. Like, she did great. I didn't look at all her lists because, of course, I was concentrating in the back, but hats off to her. And, like, it just felt, it just felt really good to, like, not have that pressure. But people were all eyes on me. People thinking, like, damn, Jasmine messed me up on my breath. I'm like, 
Like, <laughs> and then now people are like, it's my turn or whatever. I believe, hopefully next year, Danny, I don't know if she's going to be at a 76 or 84. I don't know. I don't know how it's going to go. She could go back to 84 to be comfortable or she got she to be with Amanda. Now. Like, that's that's them. I'm not it's going up there. Yeah, a- I'm not going up there. She can have Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> she can have her. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, but it's up to her. She might say it's a 76 for next year and then she will get used to that weight. And then she won't be like so struggling within three months to lose 20 pounds. So I bet you, I don't know how Sean's going to do it or whatever, but I bet you next year she might say, I'm doing a 76, but I'm underweight now. And I'm like, well, I got competition now. I got some people. I got somebody who's going to be on my ass. And so- I tell you what, Dana is only getting stronger. Um, so she, and she got, when you get, and you know, when you get that close and you get a taste of it, you're like, oh my God, I think I had the winning pull in my hand for a minute there before it got overturned, before whatever. At, at one point in time when I was pulling, I thought I might've had it in hand. You know, when you're that close to it and like Arian said, you're kicking it into second gear when she got struggled to get off the floor, then got up to the knees and you know, the, the, her family and friends are watching you come back stronger, you know, cause you did those two years of, I gotta come back. Like I gotta, I gotta do this. Right. So you, some of these people got hearts of lions. I mean, you're one of them. So it, it is what it is on the flip side, you yourself, when Danny comes, it's probably like, uh, and I wanted to ask you because you didn't fill out 76, right? So this is, you put up a, a five forty seven point five, which is a monster total without filling out 76. So if Danny's going to take Jasmine, Take Jasmine when she's a small 76. But now, is it almost like next time you see me, I'm going to be an even stronger 76. Next time you see me, people just saw me win the Nationals. It might not be everybody's 90% got Danny. Like, are you expecting to fill out 70? What's your goals in terms of that? Or are you just like, I'm going to stick where I'm at? It felt good. I think I'm, I'm going to stick to 76. But I'm, of course, I'm going to get stronger because we got a whole nother year. So Danny maybe might come back to 76 because I gotta keep my title because I like I gotta keep my title because you you never know there might be some random person might come into 76 to beat me, another monster. Right. So I wanna keep my total up. Um of course grow. Hopefully COVID stays away from us because I ain't about country workouts ain't doing what I need to do <laughs> no, in the gym. That's not gonna beat Danny. <laughs> not, <laughs> not at all, but that's what I, my goal is to actually like continue getting stronger and stronger because I know I'm getting stronger. It just takes time, patience, technique, and everything. It takes a long time. So, and I believe, I believe uh, next year I'll be hopefully in the five hundreds, five hundreds with squatting and um, deadlifting. Because the girl want to get to nice. That, that's that's my that's that's my goal. Well, definitely Michael's goal. I want to at least bench press three hundred, but. That's that's I don't know when that's gonna come, but um hopefully that's hopefully within a year maybe by um Arnold next year which I don't know when it's gonna be I don't know if I'm gonna be competing at the Grand Prix or even the A seven I don't know what I'm doing yet but um that's my goal because if I see if I get a high total for um the Arnold they don't know what I'm gonna do for Nationals next year which I don't know where it's gonna be at so right yeah yeah so that's my that's my goal. What are you thinking about Sweden now? Now that you know um, it's returned to Sweden, and this is what makes the storyline so sweet. Okay, first off, um, you you got your back to winning national titles. Now you're national champion. And then if there's ever somebody writing a movie 
and they decide this is a redemption story, they're like, let's make the world championships go back to the last time she had the world championships. And now she's returning. And it's almost like, holy frick, this is it. What are your thoughts on Sweden? Um, can you confirm that you're you're anticipating going to Sweden? I'm going to tell you right now, Jasmine will get her revenge when it comes <laughs> to Sweden because they knew they took it away from me. She... And I'm going to make sure they um, see me do in-depth in depth with squatting and then deadlifting and everything, I refuse to get caught for some stupid ass shit again. Like, I'm, <laughs> like, like I'm so mad. Like, oh my gosh. Like, the thing is, and the thing is, if it's, 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 it's so funny how it's back in Sweden. I'm like, wow. I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> yeah. You ain't gonna take this, you ain't take this away from me no more. So. <laughs> nice. And do you think uh, would Michael be able to go? Like, is is, is he? I, I, it's a little early to start talking about travel. You just found out you won, so maybe you haven't made arrangements. But have you guys talked about it? Yeah. So um, Michael said he wants to come, of course. Like, and of course, um, the hotel like we be paid for because I'm gonna be in the hotel. But of course, them damn tickets, them airplane tickets, them were thirteen hundred dollars, honey. Who got money to spit out like that? <laughs> So of course, who if he gets the money, or if I of course get money to help, I will help him come because I want him to come. Like I don't want to go sleep by myself. I'm gonna be by myself in Sweden. Like I got nobody there. Well, Arian, it would be Arian. Are you gonna be the open team coach again? You yeah, gonna hang out with me? You gonna hang out with me, Arian? Oh, man, it's got you. I, I can only hang out with I got I can only hang out with y'all in the warm up room because you know when once you're done I got to coach the next person then you get to go party while I'm still stuck in the warm up room. That's Aww. true. <laughs> but yeah, but he wants to come really bad. But of course, with financial, with because we're in school and then everything else, it's just a little too much going on. So, but he wants to go. So if I need to help, I will definitely help him. So. Yeah, fair enough. And maybe I mean, who knows? Maybe you could like get some money through fundraising, sell some t-shirts, whatever the shit you never look when, when you got to, especially with like, if your community rallies behind you and you're like, look at man, I'm selling some t-shirts who wants it. I've seen people raise like a G just doing that. Actually, I think Chloe Dublin did. Um, did. Or talk or talk to SPD. Or talk to SPD. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think Chloe at one point, I thought I saw her raising money through like, um anyways some lifters do because like i you know i would definitely buy a t-shirt to support somebody i've seen people do that kind of thing anyways but uh yeah and earring did you have a couple questions because I, I have a couple uh for the overrated underrated etc but i know you well, welcome i was gonna say since we're talking about you know worlds and everything like that have you taken a look at the world records for the new weight class no <laughs> i haven't either no. do you have those possibly on hand yeah Time, so yeah, so Jasmine squatted 205, and the world record is right now 203.5. So technically, oh, that was yeah, <laughs> that was good. <laughs> <laughs> For the the bench, Jasmine hit 130. The record's currently like a standard; no one has it. The standard's at 135, so only five kilos away. the The deadlift, I mean, Kimberly Wofford has a 244, so that one's a, a little far away. <laughs> and then for the total. Jasmine did 547.5 and the total is at five 543.5. So four you're four kilos above that. So oh, technically at the meet, you hit unofficial squat and the total, and you're right there for the bench press. So yay! It makes my day better. Yeah, that's huge. 
Um, wow. So you'll be picking up. So you'll be breaking world records nonetheless. Like obviously depends on who shows up, who's going to do their thing. Um, have you, so, well, anyways, just throwing us out there strategically. And I know as Arian's going to be uh, the head coach there and he knows this picking up chips, those little 0.5 kilos to add to your total is huge for strategy. So if you pick up a chip and squat, that's big for you. Yeah, that's really good. Um, picking up chips as they go and possibly a chip on bench. And then whoever else conceivably might take up a chip on dead, but chips are huge. Even if in the end, all the world records like, and, and you're picking up world records, like no matter how the chips fall in the end, pun intended, and literally now um, you'll have world records to add. Have you been paying attention to other 76s possibly around the world? I know it's a new weight class, so we don't even totally know, but I think possibly Jessica uh, Bittner from yeah. Canada, who's, who's, who's a monster, a phenomenal lifter. Um, and uh, she was 72. She's, she has, she's not, she's not confirmed for sure because um, she was floating between 76, 84. I think her last social media post, maybe I'll pull it up right now. I don't want to misquote anybody. So maybe I'll take two seconds just right here to take a look. Let's take a look here. And is there other ones? Oh, Angelina from Russia. Do you mind me telling you this, or do you want me to? You you'd rather not know I, who the seventy sixes uh, are. Oh, oh, you can tell me. I might not remember tomorrow anyway. Okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So she said, "This is Jessica Bittner of Canada." Um, I'm trying to get back on track. 188.7 pounds today, and it sounds like. Yeah, so she's starting to diet now at 187.6. So it sounds like she's going 76. That's 20 pounds in that's three months. That's like, that's Danny. That's Danny. And she's she's built. Like, she's, she's already jacked. freaking a monster. Like, what do you lose? You won't lose muscle. And then I, I follow her on Instagram, and she's really cool. Like I've never actually talked to her before, but it, it's really cool like to see her lift and all that. But twenty pounds is three months. That's 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 something. And then I only the only thing I think about when you're when you're lifting or when you're trying to diet between those months, I look at the holidays. Like I've been looking at Fourth of July, Christmas, Thanksgiving, because when people are cutting between those months and you want to eat, you can't eat. So people might like that one day they might um. You know, I, you know, I figure I'm going to eat. So. But right. then they're going to gain that four pounds back. <laughs> so then I'll be like, then I'm just saying, it just might be a little hard for them to actually like, like do it. But I think she, she could do it. But I'm thinking like, this girl is freaking jacked. Like, what can you lose with all that freaking muscle? Like, it's, 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 she, she, but hey. For, for anyone who hasn't met her when you meet her in person she's she can humble you with like how jack she is um but uh yeah i think so with her she probably is going to because she'll water cut she she does a monster water cut so she won't have to do all body weight which helps so if she drops like 15 pounds of body weight and i think we're like 13 weeks out so it's a, like a pound a week which is doable We'll see. I mean, I don't want to speak for her. I don't know what her goals are, but she is a, she's quite the cutter. The difference between her and Danny would be she's used to having some monster cuts. She's been here before. So that I'll give her experience helps. Right. And she's another pug. She be cutting 20 pounds water cut. No, 
Pug is a hot mess when it comes to cutting 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. Pug, are like you talking that? about Pug? Are you talking about Ricky Cho? Yes, I sure am talking about Ricky Cho. I sure am talking about Ricky Cho. I do. Like, hey, we could not get through this podcast without you throwing a shot at Ricky Cho. That that had to happen. That had to happen. Like me and Ricky, we all we're cool now. We all talked to hung out or whatever. And we had a charity back in Colorado last year. So we're all cool now. Back then when him and Michael were like bumping heads, uh, I didn't like him at all. And now we cool now. Let's, I, I want to talk about, uh, before we do like overrated and underrated, I do want to talk a little bit about um, Michael, how he's doing. I talked to him in the DMs briefly. And, um, and also, I, I'm, I'm glad to have a little update on that. Because I think last time we had you on the podcast, yeah, you were talking about how, obviously, for anyone who doesn't know, in the Junior World Championships, Michael and Ricky, both on Team USA, US had an amazing one-two punch in the 74 kilo juniors, and they went toe-to-toe at the, in Sweden, and uh, Michael ended up winning. And then three months later was the rematch at Nationals, and there was like trash talking and you were talking about how you were like um michael this who is this dude talking shit about you this is what you say last time and he was like it's okay like you know michael calm cool collect these it's okay and you're like no he's talking shit though (laughs) you're like hold on a second i don't know how i feel about this guy so how did you and ricky end up piecing it up and crossing that bridge how did that end up happening that you guys ended up being okay so me, Michael was like, Jasmine, just talk to him. He's cool. He's cool. And I'm like, I'm about to talk to that guy. I'm about to talk to him. So, and then we went to the charity meet. He was talking to Michael, whatever, playing basketball with him, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, this man is, and, and then we, and then like um, him and me and Michael, we, I think we got like lunch or whatever. And we were all talking, we were cool or whatever. So He's not a bad guy. He he told me he's only doing it just for like the fans. Like it's not like they all have a whole rival, like they hate each other. It's it's for fans. And then I actually talked to the dude. He's actually really cool. He's really cool. So I'm not oh, I got no beef with him. So I got no beef with him, but at first, <laughs> I, I <don't> <laughs> at first. So Michael was like, he's cool. No, Michael, you nonchalant. I'm a person who pop off. Like, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not sure. I kind of got that, right? Like I've talked to Ricky before in the DMs um, and I don't think he, it, it, sometimes, especially with him and Taylor, things seem to have gotten a little heated and sometimes they get a little, it got, it, it got pulled in another direction where it's like, okay, it started off one way and maybe it's turning another, but they did do two podcasts together. Um, like all of them did. Well, I mean, all of them, the top four in the 74s, because Michael was on it, Ricky, Atwood, and Perkins. And we did two podcasts on King Lifts, all of them together. And everything was, you know, you know, there was a little here and there, but it was. I, I, I watched it. I watched yeah. it. I saw, I saw Taylor get all the medals in their face, Changling. Yeah. I remember that. And, um, and, uh, but it wasn't too bad. And then after that, Ricky and uh, like Pug, and Atwood got into a little bit. But since then, I've noticed, because even that was two years ago, like time is flying here, but I think Pug has gotten a whole lot different on social media. Like he went out, or he as well. He even went at Russ for a little bit. I don't know if you remember that. But I feel like in the last like eight months or so, he's somewhat turned a corner on it. And I don't think he's getting so much 
into that kind of stuff. I don't know. Unless I'm just not seeing it. But no, I think I think he's kind of changing because he was like that guy who always the the villain. The villain. But then <laughs> people are just like, whatever now. because back then when it was well, still the Sandy Forest are still like toe and toe right now, but when it was like Austin came out of nowhere and then Taylor might get um, a total beat out by Michael or whatever, it was it was like a lot. So mm-hmm. of course, yeah, he wants to be the villain. The people be like, bro, he's gonna get rid-. like. And then I, at first, I didn't know that. Like I told you, I'm not a person who look on people's stuff. So when I heard from the get go, when someone said, "Uh, uh talking shit about Michael." <laughs> like point me to him point him out to me <laughs> and, <laughs> and then i heard this man was coming to the colorado charity me i was like oh okay all right, all right. <laughs> you're like so, oh, but, oh yeah but we are cool now we're cool sounds good and how was michael doing i was talking to him and um i mean he also he's had some ups downs and all arounds and i think he decided he made a po- he told me in the dms and i wasn't going to say anything but then he actually made a post um saying i believe let me double check actually before i fucking say i don't want to make an announcement i'm gonna put my foot in my mouth and make an announcement for this young man when i mean i, think, I, would, I thought we talked about in the last podcast these these two might have a rematch in 83 so. okay good he is all right good yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. i i was gonna say it anyway I was like, <laughs> okay. he's, he's going up away <laughs> right um yeah so so can you say like a was it like weight cutting it's just same deal like you kind of because he saw you do it and be like you know what i'm done with the weight cutting and then boom now you're back on top had a super meet that he's been chasing as well uh got a national title and he's like fuck man all the the car (laughs) that looks good to me right like the proof is in the pudding yeah because um he he struggles a lot when it comes to cutting i mean like he has he spits he water cuts he got up like at four o'clock in the morning trying to spit and i'm like what like he 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 does a lot to get cut and, I, and then with the cramping and all that he was like yeah it's time to go up because it's well for the past what year he hasn't made a total yet and he also got injured as well with his back before nationals so he um he was having a very rough couple of, of months so but mm. um he came back he did a decent meet and finally got a total finally yeah so but yeah but he he was like it's time it's time to go up like. I'm, I'll, I'll take my chances with Russ and them. Well, I, I'll, I'll be with them. But he'll be actually comfortable gaining more muscle. I'll be a little bit swollen and a deeper, <laughs> and a deeper voice, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> a deeper voice. Like, I've been thinking about the bigger those dudes on a deeper day voice. <laughs> yeah, you might be right. I mean, he's, he's already pretty jacked. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, and he's young, too, right? He's of the age that... If he's like, does he have to count calories or whatnot and manage all that in between meets? Yeah, he does still count calories. Um, he's he's he um his coach is Marcellus, so he is a nutrition nutritionist plus a coach. So he's kind of got him. But now Marcellus like eat now, eat. We're going to gain this weight. We're going to get this muscle back. So <laughs> that's his plan now. Um, he ate like what a lot of food yesterday, and I'm like, dog, you know you ain't full. He's like, yeah, but I gotta eat. I gotta. Eat. Damn, I missed that. Damn. You guys are going to be a happy couple now. Now that you both don't, nobody's cutting, nobody's, you just have to, because you're under 76. I mean, both you guys can just smash food, smash weights, you know, have fun. 
It's I mean, life is good. You don't have to be uh, counting calories anymore. Yeah, but I still gotta kind of watch out, man. Right. I can't yeah, be yeah. just eating three pieces and expecting me saying it's seventy six. So. Hey, it can get away from you. I'm telling you firsthand. I've I've been there where I'm like I'm good. I'm all right. And then like you know it can get away from you a little bit. But yeah, um, yeah. Mike was telling me he's like, look at based off of like my training numbers because he was a lot of the decision was um, off of his training numbers. And, and before you cut in the gym, he was like, man, I could have been like over. And this is, he said like, look at this is training numbers. He gets it. But he's like, I could be over 800 kilo, but I'm cutting and leading into it. It doesn't transpire from the gym to the platform. So then he's like, <clears throat> even if it takes a couple of years where I'm a little smaller than the other fellas, it's so I, I could quickly jump my total and feel good and life, life, you know, in terms of fun in between meets goes way up because you can eat whatever you want. You're smashing weights. And then the stress leading into it with muscle cramps and like, it, is it going to do what's in the gym on the platform? That's stress. When that goes out the window and you're like, what I'm doing in the gym likely will happen on the platform. And there's less of that. Will it, won't it, will it, won't it going on in your head? Like that's, that starts eating away on you where it's like, let's just take that out and have fun again and see what happens. And, and he's leaving 74s in the open. He told me, he's like, it wasn't the meat I wanted, but if I take away the numbers and just look at it as placings, I got a bronze medal in the 74s in the open at us nationals. That's not easy to do right? in the 74 kilo class. I mean, he got a bronze on his worst day. No, so yeah. Like I got a first, I got first place by like I was shocked myself. I was like, wow, <laughs> I won. Like I, I was only my main goal was actually beat my records, redeeming myself. I honestly care if I got first or second. I just wanted to redeem myself, get nine for nine and be done. But when Danny didn't make what I was like, oh, I can go to worlds. Like <laughs> it I, just yeah, the powerlifting gods favor me. <laughs> like, finally after finally yeah year. exactly yeah 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 finally oh i'm in favor now okay sounds good let's do this yeah fair enough um i i got some overrated underrates do you got overrated underrates or well as well or do you want to do oh, actually wait i want um no you know what i'll save it for after the overrated underrated i got one more question but let's save it for after the overrated underrated i got a few arian do you got a few or do you want to rock with mine or you want to Back and go, forth. It. Go for it. You start us off. All right, my dog. Oh, I'll do we do some overrated or underrated, Jasmine? We've done these. Um, some of these we've done in previous episodes, but I think they might apply to you. So I want to get your take on these subjects. Overrated okay. or underrated water cutting to make a weight class. Overrated. Over. Over. Because I I believe um overrated for water cutting because people like i can um do it and then make weight sometimes i don't work out and i just believe no people are like water cutting is awesome you'll do no but if you've never done if you've never been in a hot ass bathtub spinning in there in the in the um cup and then get out of the tub put on some hot ass clothes you you never water cut so yeah no it's <laughs> overrated yes <Yeah>, so <laughs> okay how about this one and you've been here before, overrated or underrated, the impact of travel on a performance. Is it overrated by some people who play it up or is it underrated by some people who are to an extent local meat heroes 
that think that their local meets will be the same when they go to big meets? Um, ooh. That's a tough, <laughs> one. That's a tough I, one. The second one's underrated, right? The underrated. I'm going to uh, say under, it's okay. underrated, right? Because I'm going to say that because people assume that during a local meet, it's going to be the same. It's not going to be different from a national. I'm like, you're dealing with national people, people who have been doing it for years, especially people with the world. These are people who are in the world. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I think that's very underrated. And I believe that you should actually do your research and actually like see who am I going against? How are they lifting wise or what is going on to actually like know what's going on. So just be like, I'll be okay. Like that, that was me back in 2019. So now I know who I'm going against and who is my competition. So now I'm going to be like, okay, what's going to happen and all that. So how did you feel in Sweden though? Like, were you tired or jet lagged? Did you feel weak? Yeah. Like the time zone change and stuff like that, the travel over the ocean. Well, yeah, because the first, when we were going to Sweden, the first time we missed our flight going to Sweden because the, there was um, some uh, bad weather when we stopped in Mississippi, I think. So we missed our flights. We had to wait a whole nother day to get another flight going to Sweden. So we missed the whole day trying to like cooperate with the time. And then Michael competed like a couple of days later and which was like a lot going on. And then what is a nine hour flight? <laughs> a nine yeah. hour flight. And he had to get up every like couple of hours to move around to not get stiff and muscles to come like contract like all that. So yeah, I'm going to say that. In, in, well, also throw in there, if you do a nine hour flight while water loading, have fun. If you don't have the aisle seat, you, uh, people are going to hate you and you are going to hate life. And you're like, I'm sorry. I'm going to be, I'm going to ask you to get up like 30 times unless you swap seats no, with me. I have, I have asked someone before when I was going to Sweden, I was like, oh, ma'am, excuse me. I have to go to the back of my life. Can I please change seats with you? I was in the middle seat too. Like, you oh. know how the, you know how the, um, the, all uh, like the, um, around the world flight they have the middle section and the yep. two sides i was in the middle section so i was like i was like ma'am can i come over here <laughs> i was like oh yeah sure whatever so like, oh bless her. <laughs> bless her yeah that's good um and then on top of that it's uh it's also unless someone's done it it's weird like you're just sitting so you don't think it's a big deal but when you get off the plane you feel funky and fatigued Flying across the world, going up 30,000 feet and then going across the world and then the time zone change. When your body, when it's daylight, but it, it because of the time zone change, it should be nighttime. Your body thinks it should be nighttime. If you haven't had jet lag, it's real. Some people just don't factor it in. Yes, you feel funky. You're like, I don't know why. And then when you get under the weight, it feels like, like even though it's daylight and like, no, I, like psychologically, you're like, no, I see daylight, I'm fine. When you get under the weight, you're like, why is this so heavy? Because your body, the internal clock, you know, sometimes you can wake up even though there's not an alarm clock because you do it all the time. Your body has an internal clock and people don't account for, yes, it will be a big deal. Go to Sweden. So when you say Michael only had two days to turn it around, they've done studies where they're like, for every time zone you jump over, it takes like a day to to, for your body to adjust. So two days when you're going to do not just like walking around touristy, but an athletic performance at the world level, it, it things can happen, you know, and that's where totals can come down and people do, they talk like, well, this guy's and this girl's local meet total against the world champion in Sweden. Throw that out right now, throw that out right now. It's not going to be the same. So I agree with you. 
it's underrated in unless people experience it, you just don't know. I mean, we could say this over and over, and I feel like people don't get it. You know? I'm like, just I'm just like, just think about it. Think about water lowering all that water in your system, and you have to get up every single time. You're on a plane for nine hours, can barely move. The seats are daggone well just close together. <laughs> and, and especially if you're in the back of the plane and it's nine hours, you're fresh you can't get off the plane. And of course, safety, because it's nine hours. Like it's, yeah. it it's, is, there's one washroom for a bunch of people. And if you're water loading and you got to go and there's a lineup, you're like, oh my God, I don't want to be this guy. But I am like, like, please hurry up, man. But yeah. It's, it's brutal. Um, all right. So I agree with you. How about this one? Cause this change, here's another overrated underrated um, because you've done, you've done worlds, you've done nationals and this nationals was a little bit different, probably far less people there. I'm assuming I wasn't there. I'm Canadian, but is it overrated or underrated having spectators at an event and feeling spectators, knowing that they're watching you, knowing if there's a crowd there or for you, were you in the zone and you're like, you know what? It doesn't matter to me if it's a crowd there or if it's a mock meet. As a matter of fact, some people prefer mock meet style. So for you, spectators, overrated or underrated? I would say overrated because I I cut out everything. Like I'm blacked out. Like I don't see people, I don't hear people. Mm. I don't even listen to music when I'm working, when I'm about to go, because I'm like, I'm trying to calm down, relax. Michael's saying what he needs to say and all that. And then I'm going out. I only hear squat and rap and <laughs> press. I only hear that because if you get all the people in your minds, all the spectators, they're going to get in your head. You're going to think about too many people are watching you, but you want to concentrate. I think like I'm in my own personal gym with my friends cheering me on and all that. Because mm. honestly, I blocked them out too. I blocked them out too. <laughs> so because yeah. I'm trying to focus on like my squatting, my benching, and my deadlifting. So I think that's overrated. Fair enough. Fair enough. And um, here's, here's, I got one more here. Um, overrated or underrated? And, you know, this is actually an interesting overrated, underrated for you because you did like the country style training. Um, you've done it all. So training on competition equipment. Is that overrated? Because some people, some people are so over the top like, like crazy about it's got to be competition equipment. And they, if they hear that nationals is on various different equipments, they're like, well, I don't like that equipment. And some people are like, I work on pound plates and I couldn't care less what's going on at nationals. I'm rocking and rolling and I'm not too worried about it. Is this something that, that impacts you when you're training? And then when you find out nationals has certain equipment, it's actually a, a variable that you consider or are you just like, you know what? I don't focus on that and it's never bothered me before. Um, shoot, that's a toughie. Because yeah. I, oh, um, <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to say underrated because I, cause um, it depends if you're going to nationals, you have to, it doesn't matter if you want pound or comp. Some people train better with uh, pound plates because like, or they only have pound plates. Around. Some people don't have parlor and gyms near them. So you have to deal with, well, they have to work with what they work with. My first nationals, I was with pound plates in my own college gym. I, I didn't have no regular gym. I, I was at a, a community center. That's what they called it. Yeah. So I had to, I had to work with what I worked with and I made it to my first nationals on fifth place. So I did it. And then also 
it's also underrated because people think going outside doing country workouts is going to get you to nationals. No. Like, <laughs> no, no. Like, you actually need to be working with actual weight in a bar because you can't be squatting with a tree trunk and 10 cinder blocks on each side. Acting like, that's like 300 pounds. They ain't going to be the same. Yeah. Because it's all built different. So I believe that's underrated. People actually need to do their research and not like go outside and do some running up hills and downhills like that's gonna get their legs all getting sore no that's mm. underrated to me got you got you um listen absolutely thank you for coming on the podcast uh it, it's been a blast you got tons of energy and i love having you on and we got to have you on again um hopefully i see you in sweden so i mean may, maybe the next time we do a podcast is in sweden Maybe we, maybe we've, or like an Instagram live or whatever the hell. Um, so yeah, hopefully I see you. I'll see you both in Sweden. Maybe there'll be a reunion, but uh, let everybody know. Do you have any sponsors you want to shout out? Uh, Buff Chick. I love Buff Chick. They are family to me. That guy, they may got me up there. Well, I was up there, but she made me more known. She's very nice. And she is a one of a kind person. Of course, SBD, want to sponsor them. They got me my equipment and everything um there is a chiropractor his name is um, brendan ritchie he is a kinetic uh clinic in dallas like and where i live at and he's helped me get adjusted helped me with not being in pain especially my back so shout out to him and um of course michael michael mm-hmm. <laughs> and then marcellus as well and all my friends so that's all i got to shout out and my family i can't figure out the family <laughs> There, so. it is. there it is. And um, also, uh, if people want to follow you on Instagram, how do they get a hold? And do you do coaching as well? No. Okay. okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It, but um, if people want to follow you? Yeah, my Instagram is Jasmine, J-A-S-M-Y-N-S, and then Pen P-E-N-N. That's my Instagram. Perfect. And one last question. This is the one I was waiting for. <laughs> what is your message to the other 76ers of the world? Be ready. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, kidding. <laughs> I'm coming for you. I'm coming for you. <laughs> I'm, kidding. I'm kidding. I'm like, um, just good luck to y'all. Uh, train very well. Hopefully see y'all in Sweden. Good luck. Make weight. That's and it. I really want you guys to compete so I can go against people instead of just be like hoping they don't make weight. Just make weight. Do your best. No injuries and get there and then I'll see you there. May the best lady win. Thank you very much for your time, Jasmine. Uh, Much appreciated. And uh, hopefully we'll see you in Sweden. Bye. See you guys.